Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Q, it's 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, great new inventory. Not only that, but they also have great pre-owned inventory. Yeah, your budget may say it's the way to go. Well, they have pre-owned inventory you can trust. And a fabulous service department that backs all this up. Great sales staff and great deals to be added. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia. Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Play-by-play call of the day. We haven't had a chance to really get to it. All I talked about briefly. But Dustin Johnson wins the Masters. In the 2020 Masters. The long-awaited Masters has a long-awaited champion in Dustin Johnson. He was so emotional that it took some people aback. But people that know him say, look, what you see on the golf course or in an interview, they said it's not the way he is when he's away from the course. You know, He's got emotions. That's two major championships for him to go with the U.S. Open. He won at Oakmont, and now this Masters. Absolutely great player. Now let's get to the NBA draft. NBA ratings went down. In fact, I think plummeted would be probably the right word. There are a lot of reasons for it. Time of the year, definitely one. Competition, no question. And whatever your opinion might be on social justice initiatives. I mean, to leave that out would be ignorant commentary. I mean, those are some of the reasons. It may have time of the year, may not have fit you. Two, you may not have been a basketball fan. You know, three, the competition, you'd rather watch something else. And four, maybe the social justice part turned you off. I mean, it's just, I mean, those are just factors in there, and you can't ignore any one of the four factors. So now the draft is going to come up. And all this is, of course, it's happening now because it's forced to happen now. The NBA could not control when it started up again, really. And you couldn't control them when the season ended or the competition they won against. So they can't really control when their draft is, so they're picking now because they have to pick now. Training camps open in a couple of weeks for a December 22nd start. So the NBA already has those four factors going against it that knock the ratings down, and I didn't mention the problems they had last year with the perception of China, which really hung over them all season long. In fact, the NBA, I don't think until the last two games of the finals, I believe the last two games of the finals were shown in China. The rest of the season was not. So now you have a draft. 
the difference between the NBA draft and the NFL draft is that across the board, unless it's you know an FCS player or something like that, for the most part, you, the fan, know who these players are. So when the NFL drafts in April in Cleveland, you know who Trevor Lawrence is. You know who Justin Fields is. You know who Micah Parsons is. I mean, these are people you know who they are. Well, Fields is in his second year playing at Ohio State. Lawrence is in his third year playing. You know, Micah played two years here, and I'm just scratching the surface of the other people are in the draft. The NBA, which I just talked about how the ratings plummeted for the four, actually the five primary reasons I gave, now as a draft of people that very few of you know anything about, which, again, doesn't help them. So they start with Anthony Edwards. Timberwolves have the first pick. So I'm just going to go by, let's see who put this mock draft together. Mock draft was put together by Kyle Boone of CBS Sports, put together an hour ago. So I'm just going to take his mock draft, but it, it, it doesn't really matter. I'm just using it for the names. Anthony Edwards, shooting guard from Georgia. How many of you have the SEC Network? Do you, Matt? I do not. Which means you never saw Anthony Edwards play a game for Georgia. Nope, I don't have SEC, ACC, I got nothing. Right? Which means you never have seen him play ever. Okay? Uh, 6'5", guard. Uh, But the problem with him is, is that he's always been the lead guy all the time. He's never fit in and played well with others. LaMelo Ball. Other than being Lonzo Ball's brother, how much do you know about him? His his dad is extremely annoying, and that's going to prevent me from watching tonight, especially if he's the number one pick. (laughs) Now, he's a good playmaker. He can be a good scorer. But he played in Australia last year. He didn't even play college basketball. And I'll tell you, the area in Australia where he struggled, he struggled shooting the three. That's where he struggled. And with all due respect to the Australian League talent level, I've got a feeling there were more openings on that floor than he's going to find in the three-letter league. James Wiseman, Memphis. I think all anybody really knows about him, if you're the average fan, is he started to play and then they made him stop playing last year because of problems. You know, did Anthony Hardaway help him? You know, there's a lot of things going on here. I was going to go when I was, remember last year I did the tournament in Brooklyn. And there were actually two tournaments in Brooklyn going on. On Thanksgiving Day, Memphis played in the arena. Penn State had played the night before against Old Miss. And then, of course, had the game on Syracuse on that Friday. Well, the middle day was Memphis was playing NC State. And I thought, geez, I'd like to go over and, and I could, you know, getting in would be no problem. I mean, I could, I could get in with a press pass. I could get in with James Johnson, the assistant at NC State. You know, I could do whatever I want. In fact, Dick and I had uh, breakfast with James uh, Johnson 
uh, in Brooklyn. Why? Well, I thought, yeah, I'd like to go over and see Wiseman play. I thought this would be a golden opportunity to see a guy that's going to be a high pick, and he was suspended. So I never got to play him. He's seven one. When you see, when I mean, when I watched him on TV, the one time I watched him on TV, was that this guy can run the floor, this guy can finish the whole thing. He's he's a really great talent. So you might know who he is, but you might know who he is through problems. The next guy is Denny Avdija from Israel. I can guarantee you, in no uncertain terms, none of you have ever seen him play or have heard of him. Playmaking combo forward. But you don't know who he is. That's why when it comes to somebody like this, right, Fran Fraschilla, boy, let's go back to Brooklyn. My goodness, I must have had a couple days, like a couple days where I had like 60 to 90 minute talks with Fran Fraschilla about basketball. Love talking hoop with Fran. It's knowledgeable as anybody out there. And when it comes to the foreign player, in this country, there may not be anybody who has a better handle on him. But none of you have heard of this guy. He might be the fourth overall pick. National Player of the Year is Obi Toppin from Dayton. You've heard of him? I only saw him play one time last year. They put Dayton on national TV one time. Uh, he is going to be worth it. He'll be a good player in the NBA. He'll, you know, I don't know if he'll be a great player, but he is going to be a good player in the NBA. He can hit threes. Great rim runner. I mean, terrific. So he's a guy you've heard of. Tyrese Halliburton out of Iowa State. Um, top facilitator. Shoots at a high rate from three. Good at spot up. But to you, Tyrese Halliburton, now yeah, it's the last name of the company that had problems in Iraq. I mean, that's... that's okay. I'm just saying that this is a draft where you just don't know. Okay? Now the next one is going to be interesting. And it's Killian Hayes out of France. Okay? He's only 19 years old. Considered to be a really good lead guard. Okay. So, Killian Hayes. But none of you have ever seen him play. And that, and that, how's that going to draw anybody to the league if you're seeing, if you're watching guys that haven't played? He's been a pro in Europe for three years. But this is somebody who I obviously know a little bit about. Why? Okay, this is gonna this will this will freak you out. I know his dad. His dad, Deron Hayes, played here at Penn State. It was on the NCAA tournament team in 91. And Deron Hayes was a terrific player here. Oh, my goodness. What a big Deron Hayes fan I am. And it's because 
Duran may, you know, and by the way, Killian grew up, uh, was born in Lakeland, Florida, but he grew up primarily in France because that's where his dad was playing. That's where Duran was playing. You ever tell me about Duran Hayes story? About, um, um, Rolex watches? You ever hear that one? I haven't heard that one, though. No. So we're at the 1990 NIT. Uh, Penn State's going to play Vanderbilt. They eventually finished third. They they lost to Vanderbilt. They beat New Mexico. All right. So, Duran Hayes, Killian Hayes' dad. He and Dave Deggett's go out. And he and Deggett's were both from Florida, so they're, they're good friends. They both go out. And so, Killian Hayes' dad, I'm walking down the street, and I hear, Mr. Jones, Mr. Jones. And it's Duran and Dave. Check this out. We got Rolex watches for fifteen dollars. <laughs> really? <laughs> I said. I said, just be careful with it. I said, you know, it's you know, um, sometimes they're not a Rolex. No, really. I said, no, we got it for fifteen bucks. The next day, the next day, Daggett's watch stops. Ten years later, I saw Deron Hayes. His his watch was still running. <laughs> I said, Deron, you you actually ended up getting a real Rolex. But his son Killian is uh, projected to be the eighth overall pick tonight. You've never heard of him. I only have because I know the father, uh, Isaac Okoro from Auburn. Well, you saw him play in the final four. Uh, not in the final four. You saw him play a little bit with Auburn last year, but. He played one year. He's a one and done. You really didn't see much. He's not Zion Williamson. Okay? Onika Ankwu. USC. Again, another one and done. Don't know much about him, do you? 6'9". And now here's a guy fans do know. Sadiq Bey from Villanova. Excellent defender. 6'8", wingspan, can shoot the three. And Sadiq Bay will be a good pick for somebody, and you've heard of him. Then Devin Vassell, Florida State. This guy thought about coming out after his freshman year. He waited two years. Now, this is another player you probably have heard of. Good player. Okay, Aaron Nesmith from Vanderbilt. Again, if you don't have the SEC network, you didn't see him play. Patrick Williams, Florida State. Florida State was on national TV a few times, so you might have seen him play. He is a good player. He can play small forward, power forward, good at both ends of the floor, good defensive player too. R.J. Hampton, you haven't heard of, except for this. He's the guy that decided not to go to college last year and play overseas. They project him as the number 14 overall pick, combo guard. The only, the only reason you've heard of him is that he opted out. You never saw him play. Kyra Lewis, Alabama. Well, if you showed up at the Jordan Center last year, you saw him play. Played against Penn State. I've seen him twice in person. Everybody makes a big deal out of when Markel Fultz was coming out, and I was not a big Fultz guy. This guy is Fultz with a better game. Point guard, good offensive game. 18 and a half points, five assists last season. Then, of course, Jalen Smith of Maryland, you know how many times I've seen him. Sticks is a 
Now, he belongs in the NBA, uh, and he will shoot threes, and he's good at shooting threes. That'll fit in in Houston. Presses Echua from Memphis. All right. Uh, good all around versatile defender. That's fine. But again, you need the you know, you need to watch some good. Now Tyrese Maxey you've heard of from Kentucky. Cole Anthony from North Carolina you've absolutely heard of. Trey Jones at Duke, you heard of him. Okay, Desmond Bain then from TCU. It's a senior. That's who I want for the Sixers at twenty one. But I don't and know if he'll be there. Uh they think he will be. Uh, Isaiah Stewart from Washington. Unless you're up late, you probably haven't seen him. He's a one-and-done. Tyrell Terry from Stanford, one-and-done. Uh, Theo Maladin from France. You've never seen him play. Uh, Pukalevsky from Serbia. You've never seen him play. Robert Woodard from Mississippi State. Now, I've seen him play because he played against Penn State, but you probably don't know much about him. Leonardo uh, Balmero from Argentina. You've never seen him play. Jaden McDaniels from Washington, one undone. Probably haven't seen him play. Malachi Flynn from San Diego State. You probably have seen him play. It's a really good two-way player, too. And obviously, Xavier Tillman from Michigan State. They've got him as the last guy in the draft in the other first round. You get Cassius Winston in the second. Nico Mannion in the second. Tyler Bay in the second. Devin Dotson from Kansas in the second. Uh, Sam Merrill from Utah State, heard of him, second. Cassius Stanley at Duke in the second. Vernon Carey at Duke in the second. Uh, Azubuke from Kansas in the second. Uh, Daniel Latoro of Minnesota in the second round. Elijah Hughes of Syracuse, second round. Uh, Killian Tilly from Gonzaga, second round. Paul Reed of DePaul, played against Penn State. Know about him. Marcus Howard of Marquette, second round. Peyton Pritchard of Oregon, good player, good guard. Second round, Reggie Perry, Mississippi State. Skylar Mays. These are second-round picks. These are the guys you'd know more about. You know more about the names in the second round, Nate Hinton of Houston, than you do the first round, Exactly, right? and there's the problem right there in itself altogether. I'm more intrigued well, that, about the second round for the first time ever in the NBA draft. <laughs> Well, but and but that is my point. My point is, what hurts the NBA is that you have a setup with college where you know who Trey Jones is, and they pick somebody from France that you've never heard of. Now it's easy, for, like I said, with Killian Hayes. Okay, okay, that's a okay. I would know about Killian Hayes. None of you would, because I know Durant. But. I mean, that's the problem the NBA has. They keep putting guys into this league you haven't heard of. You've got a marketing tool that is unbelievable in college basketball, and they don't use it. And they create the rules where it makes it even more difficult. You know, the one and done, they're going to change it to high school guys being able to go. And when there are high school players going in, you're going to look at each other and go, who the heck is that? That's where they have a marketing problem. They have a marketing problem with how their system is, as opposed to the NFL. You got three years of guys, and you're looking around, and people can name chapter and verse who the guys are because they see them play because they're big name people. The NBA, no, it's like they have to create their big name in the game. That's why when Zion Williamson went last year, everybody knew who he was. The NBA. And the New Orleans Pelicans had to do no marketing at all 
on the first overall pick in the draft. None. Everybody knew him. This year, their marketing department is going to have to get paid overtime. Back with more in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Sunbury Motors. Taking your calls at 800 795 9565. This is The Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Q, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Those are great product lines. Sunbury Motors has them all. Great pre owned inventory. With the Sunbury Motors guarantee behind it. And also a fabulous service department. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Mentioned the NBA draft is tonight, but the problem the NBA has is this when it comes to marketing there are too many unknowns. Like I said, it's one thing for me to sit here and do this job and know Killian Hayes. You don't know who Killian Hayes is. I do. Because his dad played here. And my paths with Duran have crossed over the years. Okay. But you don't know who he is, and you're the fan. Doesn't matter if I know. Doesn't matter if I know at all. I mean, there are certain guys like take Xavier Tillman, Cassius Winston. They're all, you know, names that you know. But there are too many other names here you just don't know anything about. I'm, you know, you, I'll, I'll never forget there was a player from Australia, Dante Exum. He was the fifth overall pick in the draft, and he went to the Utah Jazz. And they built him up and built him up and built him up. And the guy has been nothing more than, eh, you know. And he draws a check. But that's it. These, you know, and nobody had ever heard of them. Uh, let's see. Here's a poll that was put out about attending events. And let's see. Seton Hall University Sharkey Institute. One thousand five hundred six adults from across the country. The responses were collected from November 13th through the 16th, one week after Pfizer announced that an early trial showed it developed a COVID-19 vaccine was more than 90% effective. Moderna now says theirs is 94. Two-thirds of the survey respondents said they would not attend an indoor sporting event without a vaccine, even if masks and social distancing measures were being enforced in the arena. Among the respondents who identify themselves as sports fans, 60% said they were waiting for a vaccine. For outdoor sporting events, 58% of all respondents said they were also waiting on a vaccine rather than trusting personal protective equipment or social distancing to keep them safe in a large crowd. Similar poll was conducted in April. So at that point, 72% of Americans said they were unwilling to attend any kind of sporting event indoor or outdoor. So the numbers have actually improved. But again, a vaccine is a big reason why. Now, my understanding is on both of these, on Pfizer and Moderna, you have to take two shots, right? And the difference is the storage of the Pfizer vaccine, the storage has to be well below zero 
Moderna does not. Moderna is more at a Moderna is more at a norm, normal storage, like just barely below zero, something like that. Pfizer has to be well below zero. That's the difference between the two. The poll also showed that parents with children under the age of 18 said they are more likely to attend events than the general population. Of parents polled, 51% said they would attend events with social distancing and mask wearing before a vaccine was available. And you guys see that with high school events, right? High school events where parents are allowed to go, they're going, right? I know they are here. That's what you're seeing, right, Matt? That the parents are, you know, when they're allowed to attend, they're they're going, right? Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. And uh, the last game I just did Tuesday, last night actually, at Bloomsburg against Allentown Central Catholic, they were in full force. I think it was probably as filled as it could have been right now with the current restrictions. Wow. Okay. And, of course, I see parents. I mean, I, I, I talked to Mike Miranda's dad Sunday morning. I talked to Charlie Catcher's parents on Sunday as well because they were out at Nebraska for the game. Now, they're not going to be allowed to go to the Michigan game. Now, when I talked to Mike Miranda's dad and then I talked to the catchers, at that point, Governor Whitmer had not put in her new restrictions. So they were anxious about going to the game. Uh, and they weren't sure about Rutgers. Well, now they're not going to be allowed to attend the game. That's not going to happen. These are the rules that we have to play by all the time. So, um, I mean, these are, these are the rules we have to play by all the time. Okay. Very interesting. All right. Just going through everything that they have here for us. It's um, looking at some interesting information here that's eventually going to come out, but it's not ready to come out yet. All right, I get this this stuff, Matt. <laughs> On the internal stuff, okay. Sorry about that. My apologies, but it was extremely interesting <laughs> to, that I was just reading. Very interesting. All right, so. Um, all right, there we go. I'm just checking out a couple quick things in my head here. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. That makes sense, makes sense, makes sense. It all makes sense. Good. We're good. It all makes sense, Matt. We're in. All right. <laughs> uh, okay. So the um, So the draft is tonight. James Franklin will meet with the media again tonight. And when he does, you know, he'll be asked about the starting quarterback. I really highly doubt he's going to tell you what the lean is right now. So, you know, I doubt he's going to do that. Uh, Dick and Milton. Hey, Dick, how are you? It's always great to hear from you. Hey, Steve, just a real quick update on the two vaccines and, and actually the, the truth about them. So, so, the, so the one from Pfizer has to be shipped at minus 94, stored at minus 94, two shots, and it, it takes effect two, two shots within two weeks, and it takes effect in about 30 days. 
Now, the second okay. one, the Madeira, that has to be stored at 20, minus 20 degrees. It can be stored that way for up to six months. But, but once it's opened, it can actually be refrigerated for 30 days. Okay. Same with two shots. So they're both at low temperature, one at 90, minus 94, one at minus 20. The actual, like, you could actually store the one in a regular freezer, not the, not the Pfizer. Mm-hmm. That has to be stored at dry ice. Right. So, so no, it was what I said was then spot on accurate. Right, but but they are both they are both shipped at a low temperature. Mine is twenty, still cold. That's my point. Oh, oh I said stored, I said it, I said, be, it could be stored up to six months at minus twenty yeah. in a freezer. Right, uh, and but I, the other ones that, have to have specially built freezers and then dry right. at minus ninety four. That's the that's the problem with that one. Right, and that's 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 what I said. I said Moderna was below zero, but it's at what minus, normally yep, a vac- minus no, it's what it's what it normally a vaccine is stored at. Pfizer's right. way, and then, way and then you can refrigerate zero. it for 30 days in a regular okay. refrigerator, and it's still effective. As long as well, it works, it's it. all I care. <laughs> as long there you as go. it but, works. But, but, you have, but, you know, in either effect, the, the, the first one, the Pfizer one, the logistics of storing something at minus 94 and, and having it effective, I can see that's going to be a real issue. Right. Yeah, they, no, that's when Pfizer came out and they said that. And I didn't know what the number was. I just knew it was, quote, as I said, well below zero. I well, thought, oh, that's, that's really kinda, well. That's kind of. I mean, that's kind of a problem. Then when Moderna I wish I had stock in dry ice. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had. I wish I had stock in masks. <laughs> but anyhow, that's the two things: minus ninety-four, minus twenty, and one can be refrigerated then for up to thirty days. And that's not the Pfizer. That's the Moderna. All okay, right, gotcha. thanks, Steve. Hey, no, thanks for the update, Dick. That's really cool. Thank you. Uh, that's what I think everybody's waiting for. Uh, to feel like you're back on track to a semblance of normal life. Now, Matt has had no problem with normal life. I mean, he, you know, I mean, they could have put out the vaccine three months ago. He'd still be massively angry at the the, uh, Eagles. (laughs) Yeah, I'll admit it. (laughs) <laughs> Again, I'm I'm working my way towards that. Yeah. I I just I worry about you. I'm not, I'm, I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So there you go. Um, that's the that's the story on that as we wait. Uh, and then Robinson Cano, did you see that one? I did, yes. And uh, the Yankees are looking more and more genius of letting him go when they did in 2013. But, but, but again, you know, here's the deal, Matt. I, I thought the Yankees were genius to begin at the first time. You don't give somebody a 10-year – you can't give people a 10-year contract in sports. Can't do it. Seattle gave him a 10-year contract. There's no way he's going to fulfill that. And again, he fell into the same trap Alex Rodriguez did. You get the long contract, you get the big money, which brings with it gigantic expectations, and guess what? You fall prey to problems. Right? Exactly right. That's that's the problem. That's the problem. I mean... My thing is, th- these have been strengthened ever since the 
the, the the big days of when this really blew up with the with the performance enhancing drugs and all that. You know you're eventually going to get caught, so just don't do it. Well, I know, but <laughs> uh, but again, the ten year contract thing is bothersome. And I don't blame the player for taking it. I don't understand why they're getting offered it. I'll never forget. Let's go way back. This will be a guy that you know, Dick from Milton just called. Dick's a huge Orioles fan, huge Orioles fan. So he'll know exactly who I'm talking about. The Orioles had a fine young pitcher by the name of Wayne Garland. Garland signed a 10-year contract. Now, I think the number was like $2.5 million a year or something like that. It's not like the 10-year contracts of today. But back then, it was big money. He signed a 10-year contract. He didn't even remotely come close to playing 10 years with Cleveland. Now, he got all the money. It was guaranteed. But you look at... I mean, has Albert Pujols really fulfilled his contract with the Angels? Yeah, he's done some good things, but has he been worth the 10-year contract? No. Cano? No. Dustin Pedroia signed an 8-year contract with the Red Sox. It baffled me. I was like, um, I don't know if I'd do this. Now, you can't help that Manny Machado spikes you and wrecks your knee, but... He's hardly played the last three years, three and a half years. Hey, it's an eight-year deal. Same thing with pitchers. I wouldn't give pitchers. I would never give a pitcher more than a three-year deal. How long's Cole locked up? How long's Garrett Cole locked up? Your guy. It was a seven-year deal. I think it was. I never would have given him that. Never. I could maybe, maybe, just for the sake of it, give him four. But I wouldn't give a pitcher more than three, and I wouldn't give an everyday player more than five. Now, would I wreck my franchise doing that because people wouldn't accept that? Yeah, you might. You might. But... <laughs> I, don't know what to, I don't know what to say about it. It's... Um, It just these guys do not end up fulfilling their deals. That's the big problem. Okay, Cano never fulfilled his deal with Seattle. Right? Never did. You know, he had a PED problem there. The reason it for the whole season is this is the second time he's been hit. This is number two. That's why he's out the whole year. This is the second. Right? But that's just it goes back where I see Bryce Harper signed that gigantic deal with Philadelphia. There's no way he's gonna fulfill that deal. No way. Manny Machado with San Diego. No way. Sorry, nine-year deal for Garrett Cole. He's never going to fulfill that. Never. And again, this is the other problem, Steve, that I've talked about this many, many times, is the lack of salary cap. You put in a salary cap in baseball, you're not going to get these crazy contracts anymore. And well, this will, it will be, uh, for the most part, it will be yeah. fully eliminated, I would think. Well, Or at me, least slowed me... down a little bit. Yeah, let me uh, comment about that. There's a soft one, and the soft one is called the luxury tax number. So you looked at a team in the Red Sox, which has been a dominant franchise in the 21st century. They're the only team to win four World Series. Four, seven, 13, 18. They were a total shell of themselves this year because they were trying to get under the luxury tax number. Now, why does John Henry need to get under the luxury tax number? I mean, seriously. Right? 
sell Liverpool. I mean, whatever. I, you know, and it's I look at that and I say I don't get it. I don't get it. Even with that, that, even it may change now with the pandemic and everything, but those franchises that got themselves into luxury tax trouble are really not that in trouble anyway because they can still pay it. They can pay it. They don't want to. Right. But they can pay it it and they'll be fine. They can still bring in these mega contracts like the Yankees just did. How many times have the Yankees paid the luxury tax, but yet they still bring in these crazy deals? Latest one with Garrett Cole. I know. They've got crazy deals, and they've got one world championship in this century. You got one. Yep. Okay. Uh, we'll come back, wrap it up in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. All right, great to have you with us on the show today. More coming up tomorrow. Looking forward to it. And we're going to have uh, Ross Dellinger on tomorrow. Looking forward to talking with Ross. And uh, no high school roundtable tomorrow. Um, Sue Bandit. Uh, I said, how can you bandit? Nobody's playing. It was, it was just a power play. You know that. Oh, of course. <laughs> he had plenty of opportunities this year. He only came on one time. Oh, wow. <laughs> He's darn right. I mean, I'm just being offering. honest. Every single week he was offered, you know. He's just... I'm, <laughs> I'm an awfully important guy. Okay, great. <laughs> There's that confidence again. Well, isn't there a difference, though? And a Doug Birdsong, I think, can speak to this. Isn't there a difference between confidence and false bravado? <laughs> yes, he can definitely speak to that. <laughs> See, now, Doug's confident, but, like, Doug's confident in a way that is just professionally respected. Like, hey, Doug's really good. No right? God! No God! No God! And that's accurate because false bravado is no good. So, I mean, it's... (laughs) Oh, 
my goodness. You got to have a little fun in life, all right? We, we try to have some fun. I realize that fun is banned in certain parts of the country right now, but we try to have some fun, okay? Oh, my goodness. Oh. Yeah, tomorrow, I'm, let's see, tonight I'm on Kirk Ferentz's show. I've got that Facebook Live thing tonight for athletics around James Press Conference, and then I'm on the, the uh, Kirk Ferentz's show tonight at 740. And then tomorrow I have to do an interview for one of our sponsors on the network, and then I'm on the Iowa pregame show. I'm on the Iowa pregame show. Tomorrow we're going to tape it, although I think Iowa's actually coming here. I think Gary Dolphin and Ed Podolak are going to be here. Be the first visiting broadcast team in here. They fly with the team. Now, I don't know how often they have them. I don't know if they have to be tested every day like the team or if they just have to pass a test to get on the plane, but I guess they fly with the team, which is cool. But I told you next week with Michigan, they're trying to figure out how to handle this because you can't have a team meeting because of the gathering executive order and team meal, same story. So I, I don't know. Uh, I know I know that Kevin Threlkel and Ben Kerr and Michael Hazel, who are just three top flight pros, are trying to work that out now as to, you know, maybe you meet here, maybe you eat here, then you fly. I mean, there's a lot of things, at least... At least it's a short flight. It's only an hour to get up there. So that's at least it's a short flight next week. But that's next week. But I thought I'd at least throw that out there for everybody just to let you know how much you have to deal with all this stuff. I mean, there's no team meals this year. They don't do training table together. It's all grab and go. 